Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to the podcast. So today's episode, we hope, will be a short one, but it is a follow-up podcast to one that I did earlier today, a matter of fact, uh, dealing with parallel conductors, and that one was dedicated to parallel conductors, understanding a little bit of 310.10, but also dealing with equipment ground conductors and some of my own personal opinions, which you can agree to disagree with. That's perfectly fine. This is a free country. But I did get an email pretty quickly to somebody that listens to the podcast and say, Paul, while you're at it, could you do a quick follow-up, explain what happens when the conductors that are being run in parallel don't meet the same length. So they don't meet the characteristics under 31010H2, say phase conductors. We'll focus on the phase that are the ones that are going to be carrying the current, okay? In our example, anyway. So um, this, again, would also apply to grounded conductors, neutral conductors that are also being installed in parallel, and they have to meet all the characteristics. But in this case here, let's talk phase conductors because it just makes it easier to understand it. And so what we're doing is, and again, it really could be also the grounded conductor as well, okay, because we're going to run a certain number of conductors uh, in this application. But we're going to focus on what we're dealing with, and that is a different length phases, okay? So the conductors of each phase are different length. They're not all the same length. And what are the ramifications on the current that could be traveling in the conductors? So we know that we're dealing with the 1600 amp service. And we're going to assume that we need every bit of that 1600 amps. Okay, so that's why we're sizing these conductors. Now, we're going to choose THW for whatever reason. It has one H, so we know we're in the 75 degree column in table 31015B16, the ampacity. Okay, we didn't say anything about using 90. We're not talking any adjustment or corrections. Just follow with me. Okay, we don't have more than three current current conductors in a raceway. Just assume all that. Let's just talk about conductor lengths and the current. Again, some people take it too far. Let's talk basics here. So it's THW, 75 degrees C column. We have a 1600 amp service. We need the full 1600 amps in our calculation. We need to know what the actual current flow is going to be on each one of these four parallel conductors. So if you guessed it, we have four sets. So four different raceways coming from an overhead service drop down to the actual service disconnection means. Now we're going to run four 600 KC mill copper THWs, okay, in each raceway, all right? So four sets, and so it's 1,600 amps, and so we would basically take that number and we divide it up, and we have to find a conductor that's going to give us, and that's 1,600. Let me do that while we're at it, divided by four. I need a conductor that's going to be at least good for 400 amperes. So that's going to end up being a 600 KC mill. So we have that run, and there's going to be four parallel conductors installed in four different raceways. All right, so let's talk about the length of these raceways from the service head down to the service enclosure. Because they have usually, in this case, a 24-inch radial elbows, they're concentric out. So there's always one raceway that's going to be a little longer than the other as they move out. So the first raceway is 19 feet. 
The next raceway is 21 feet. The third raceway is 23 feet. And then, of course, the fourth raceway is 25 feet. We have an ABC, 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 ABC. We're going to talk about the phase conductors really and keep it there. Uh, but we also obviously have a granite conductor in there. Um, but we're running that in each raceway. Okay. So A that's in the 19 foot is long is shorter than what would be in the 21 foot and, long, and shorter than the 23 and shorter than the 25. So we need to know how that's going to affect it because all these conductors aren't the same length. Now, in the real world, even if we did this, when we come to the end at terminations, we're going to account for that difference and we're going to try to make up the difference. But we want to show you what happens when you don't and these conductors aren't of the same length. How you What kind of currents we're talking about. All right. It's just a, a practice in theory that we want to go over. All right. So we've sized our conductors now. First thing we need to do. Uh, in order to be able to do this math, I need to know the total overall length of all of these, these lengths here. So the first thing I'm going to do, okay, is measure the lengths. Now the measurement is a 19 plus 21 plus 23 plus 25. So the overall length of the four conductors, and we're just going to talk about the one, let's say phase A for all of these four. Uh, the overall length of that total amount of conductor is 88 feet when you add up all those, those lengths here. Okay, 88 feet. That's important. Write it down. Uh, again, we're, we're paralleling in order to, to recreate a single conductor with multiple conductors. Okay, so we're wanting this current to divide evenly, um, but it's going to be a little bit of a problem, and you'll see what we're talking about. All right, so let's deal with each one of those. We know we have a total of 88 feet, and we know what the lengths are, 19, 21, 23, and 25. So get your calculator out. The first one we're going to deal with is a short one. This is 19. So we do 19 times the service impacity, which is 1,600 amps. That's what we're paralleling to try to achieve. So we do 19 times 1,600. So get your calculator. Do 19. That's the first length. That's the first run times 1,600. And that results in 30,400. Now, we're going to divide that by the total length. And that was 88 feet. So divide that by 88. And that gives us 345.45 amperes. Okay? So that's what you have for the first run dealing with the uh, amperes. Okay? So you just write that down. Trust me. You're going to write it down. I'm going to show you how this works in a second. But you write that down. The next one we're dealing with is the 21 foot length. You do the exact same thing. Go 21 times the total ampere that we're trying to achieve with these parallel sets. And it is 33,600. Now you divide that by the overall length of the, uh, of the phase that's in that raceway. Which was again was 88. And that ends up being 381.81 amperes. Okay, so you write that down under 21. Now, so far, so good. We seem like, okay, we don't have a problem with this conductor's rated for 420 amperes. We just, let's just keep going here. The next is the 23 foot length. And so we do the exact same there. You do 23 times 1600. And that's going to be 36,800. Now, let's divide that by that length. Again, the overall length was 88 feet. Okay, so we divide that by 88. And that gives us 418.18 amperes. 
Okay? All right. So we know what we got here. So we write that down. The last one we want to deal with is that 25-footer. So we do 25 times 1,600. And that is 40,000. And again, divide 40,000 by 88. And that gives me 454.54. Or if you want, 454.5. That's the ampere that's going to be expected in that application. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. Ohm's law is a tricky, tricky, tricky thing. And what Ohm's law tells us is that the current is inversely proportional to the resistance. Now go watch my, or listen to my video, or watch my podcast, and watch my video when I talk about Ohm's law. But if this is the case, then what it means is the lower the current flow, the higher the resistance. Okay, so we have to look at that. So in our case, the longer length has got more conductor. So it's going to have a higher resistance. So since it has higher resistance, it will carry the least amount of current because there's more resistance to current flow. Whereas the shorter length has a lower resistance, it's less material. Okay, And we know what the resistance of a, of a conductor is by going to Chapter 9, Table 8, and we can look at the, the resistance. And, uh, and if it's AC, we can go to... Uh, um, table 8, chap uh, chapter 9, table 8, or even table 9. And we can look at for the AC applications. But the reality is, the shorter the length has less resistance. That means it's going to carry more current. So if that's the case, now we have to look at the problems. Because what you do is you invert the calculations that you just did. So instead of the 19 carrying 345.4 amperes, the actual 26 foot is going to carry the 345.45. It's the 20, um, excuse me, it's the 19 foot that's actually going to carry the value that was for the 25 foot length. And that was 454.5 amperes. Okay? So either way, as you can see, even if you didn't invert it, I had the potential for current to exceed the rating of the conductor's impacity, which was 420 amperes. Uh, and then, of course, at that point, you could have temperature breakdown, insulation breakdown, and all other things could, could, could show its eerie little head. So it's important to understand why we parallel phase conductors. Again, plays no role in the equipment ground. It's full size anyway. But when it comes to paralleling phase conductors and grounded conductors and all things type of things, it's real important to understand where the lengths come into play. When I do this, I automatically don't have to invert it at the end and use the Ohm's law to understand that it's inversely proportional. Whereas the 19 foot is really going to carry the most current, right? Because it is less resistance. It's the shortest length. And the one with the most resistance is going to carry less current because it has more resistance to current flow. Either way, I'm still going to have a conductor that's going to carry more than it's rated for. Why? Because of the various lengths. They're not truly being electrically joined at both ends as demanded by 310.10H1. And that's to make sure that we have current division equally. And that's why we have all the rules in H2, 310.10H2. 
that we try to meet all those principles the same length, whatever, 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 whatever. Okay. Um, it's just that we had to go into a deeper understanding when it comes to things like equipment granite conductors, where it's really not going to matter because we're not carrying the current. Now, if I do the same concept under a fault condition, it doesn't really matter because in equipment grounds, they're all sized full size anyway. Where it plays a bigger role is here. Now, I can't get past the fact that all of the equipment grounds have to be the same length because they're running parallel in the different raceways. Okay? And the code says that. Um, but again, the argument is the fact that the terminations uh, don't have to be uh, all together and be electrically joined at both ends because that's not, to me, that's not what the code's saying. But that again, there's a podcast I did on that earlier. You can go listen to that. I don't want to bring my opinions in here. All it was here was to show you that depending on the various lengths of the phase conductors and how you run them, ABC in Raceway 1, ABC in Raceway 2, ABC in Raceway 3, ABC in Raceway 4, you do run the risk where all of phase A's aren't the same length. So the division of current is not consistent. And you can have more current traveling on the A phase in the 19-foot uh, length than you will on the one that's on the 25-foot length. And that becomes a problem because that conductor that's in the 25-foot length now is carrying potentially 454 amps when it was really sized to carry the maximum is 420 based on 31015B16 under the 75-degree column because that's the installation type we chose, THW. So I think you get an understanding that that's where we have a problem with the different lengths. And that's why we have to take a lot of precautions that if we're going to do it in this way, and I do have raceways that are different lengths, and we do that all the time, that we still have to make sure that the conductors are the same length. So I usually tell people, measure your conductors based on your longest possible length. And then when you run them in the shortest length, you're going to have to figure out what you do with the extra length of conductor. Whether you take it to the, the longest lugs that are on the farthest side as opposing lugs instead of the ones that are closest to that raceway. Um, whether or not you create a, a bit of a loop in it or, or whatever you do, you have to take into consideration that these conductors have to be the same length. Why? Because of division of current and the potential to damage the conductor's insulation because it's now not handling the, the amount of current that it was rated for. And so that's all we wanted to do today is bring that out, let you understand the formula. And so as a real recap, take your total length of all of your raceways, add them together. That's your, the, you know, the, the bottom part of your division, uh, excuse me, of your multiple, um, yeah, division that you're going to do. And then the top, take each length of the raceway times the overall ampacity that you were paralleling for in the first place. And then take that value and divide it by the overall length, okay, of all four of that phase conductor. All four of the length of A or B or C. doesn't really matter because you're running that in each raceway. And then once you do that, you're going to get an ampacity value. And then you inversely proportional, so you flip it. So the shortest one actually gets the current for the longest run. And the longest run gets the current for the shortest run, Okay. And then it's the same thing for the two intermediate ones. You just flip those as well. Okay? Uh, that would be the uh, 21 and the 23. You know, they would flip. So I think you, you kind of get it, uh, how, we, how we work this thing out. That, you know, Ohm's Law tells us, again, that current is inversely proportional to the resistance. And I think we all know that. 
the, the, the lower the resistance will carry the most current. The highest resistance will carry the less current. Okay? All right. Hopefully you got something out of that. Till next time, stay safe and God bless. Every day the future's getting closer. Every day the future's looking bright. Every day is another beginning.